Don't ask me to talk. From the sublime to the ridiculous. Join me, Stacey Heller. And me, Eric Ryder. As we talk about what's good to watch, read, see, listen to, and more. An edutaining one-hour break in your day that includes the segment, What Are We Eating? Sponsored by Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Stick with us for something good. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk here on 880 AM Kixie. I am Stacy Heller, and I am joined by my co-host, Eric Ryder. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Or good morning or good evening if you're listening on the podcast whenever you are. Good day to yes. you. Yes. I like that. It's kind of a, a good day. And good day to our Australian listeners. There you go. Yeah. We might have one. We'll have to check the uh, analytics and see. That would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? I'm sure we do. We've, we've got to have somebody down under yeah, listening in. Exactly. So a reminder, this show is an alternative to the serious stuff that we consume daily. Eric and I instead focus on random bits of goodness because good stuff should be shared. So I want to thank you for listening. Please, please pass it on to others because, you know, you're supposed to share good things. You can find Don't Ask Me to Talk where really ever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow the Don't Ask Me to Talk playlist on Spotify. It is uh, you can find it by looking for the acronym for Don't Ask Me to Talk, which is D-A-M-T-T, Damped. Uh, and you can also follow Stacy Talks on Instagram. If you want to connect with us, easy peasy, text or call 475-999-2726 or 475-99-WARCO. WARCO. WARCO. What is it good for? <laughs> Texting it. Wow. War. Co. I, yeah. <laughs> what is it good for? That's funny. Huh. Absolutely something. <laughs> Text <Nothing>. it in. <laughs> wow. That was a deep, deep cut. <laughs> but I was tracking. Changing up the jingle there. Yeah. A little bit. I tracked it. I'm, I'm impressed with myself. Um, so, hey. Good God, yo. Sorry. <laughs> it's still in my brain there for a second. Well, and now I'm thinking about, like, was that in Good Morning Vietnam? Um, most likely. I feel like it was used in... All those so uh, many war, uh, Vietnam movies, right? And rightly so. Well, yeah, it's a great and, song. And uh, you know, good morning Vietnam, right? And like, yeah, I when Robin Williams would go off on one of his like riffing tangents, you know that they cannot have scripted that. But maybe they did. Maybe they did. Maybe there's, you know, if I go to IMDb, Usually in the trivia section under movies, there's information like that. So I'll have to do a search and I'll let you know. Um, so, hey, speaking of ridiculous, today the holidays are a bit ridiculous. The high holidays? The high holidays. So this first one uh, that I'm going to share, this sort of makes me laugh. It is Zero Inbox Day. Oh, which I will never be able to celebrate this, but I, you know, kind of admire the <laughs> the the concept. <laughs> yes, and it was started in September 2020. 
Uh-huh. Now, in September 2020, if we take our time machines and we go back to that time, it was a kinder, gentler time, as in there were no really emails and stuff because we were in a pandemic and things were a lot quieter. Yeah, uh, a lot of people were staying home. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, some people were not working at that point. So they might have actually had a chance to catch up with all those emails and, uh, you know, delete the ones that they exactly. <laughs> they didn't want to read. So uh, I, I was like not one of those people. I, yeah. I was working the whole time. Yeah. So. I, I still have uh, so many emails and... Instead of having a zero inbox day, I think it would be interesting to have a zero inbox flight, like have a themed flight like, oh, you're headed to Europe or down under to visit our Australian listeners. Um, You like win a prize if you get your inbox down to zero and you go through and you open or delete or prioritize your emails. You know, if you had Wi-Fi on a transatlantic flight, you know, that might actually be a good activity for for those nine hours to <laughs> right? kill those nine hours. I, is, I like it. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Um, I, I'm just thinking that this is the time to go through, like, the photos on your phone and delete right. a bunch. And I have, I have, you know, spent time trying to, you know, whittle down my inbox um, and you know, I, I've got it down to like 2000 unread emails wow. and I, I felt really proud and that took like, you know, a couple hours. Uh, but now as I look at the 5,837 unread <laughs> emails uh, right now in one inbox, not all the inboxes, one inbox, I, I think there's just no way I'll ever get to zero inbox. It's I, just impossible. I think we're going to have to start a GoFundMe where we raise money for you to just take a round trip flight on a far enough, like maybe to the East Coast and like you land and then like, you know, like go to the bathroom, get a snack, get back on the flight. So you have like 10 in uninterrupted hours to go through your inbox on the flight because then you'll have Wi-Fi and like, you know. You'll be able to clean it out. It just seems unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> but you got nowhere to go. I yes, but I mean, I I feel like I have better ways to spend my time. I even though that would be satisfying to see no unready meals in the inbox, it's never going to be as satisfying as not dealing with it. <laughs> At least in my in my brain. Okay. Okay. All right. That's cool. But one thing I got to say that I like as a development, and I can't believe it took them as long as it did, at least with the Yahoo uh, emails, Mm -hmm. if you click on, they have a little search feature. If you click on that, you can get every email from that sender suddenly together in one. So if you get like emails from a store that you don't regularly read, you can, you know, easily delete like 50 at a time. Which is so much faster Better. and nicer than having to go through scan down, scan down, mm-hmm. scan down forever. I so. so regret that I didn't come up with like my my shopping email. Like you know how people when you go into a store and they ask for your email or whatever it is, and they just have another email on their account that's like for that. I so regret that I didn't do that. I 
didn't catch on to that until after I had already started giving my email out. And um, regrets. That is a regret when it comes to emails. But uh, but I do like the fact that you can go through and, you know, collect all the things that you got from Ulta Beauty or eBay or, you know, whatever it is, and then just delete, delete, delete. Yeah, it's really helpful. It is really helpful. <laughs> and it is satisfying to see, like, your number go down by, you know, 300 in three minutes. Oh. Because you're never going to go back to, you know, expired offers from, you know, 2017. You might as well delete those. Totally. Totally. Um, okay. So one of the other holidays that is today, uh, this one also sort of confused me, is Orange Wine Day. Is there an orange wine? Well, I'm glad you asked. If you're thinking it is a wine made from oranges, then no. Apparently, is, is there even an alcohol made from oranges? I wonder because isn't it uh, like is it uh, I, there's it's not like Grand Cointreau, it's, yeah, Cointreau. But is that actually made from oranges, or is it just flavored with oranges? I think it's just flavored because I know there's like a fermented. You, there's probably some fermented orange. Beverage, but yeah, you never hear about that. Of course, you got grapes equals wine. You got apples equals cider, and then potatoes, vodka, potatoes for vodka, and like wheat and stuff for whiskey and beer and hops and yeah, and uh, juniper. I think is gin, gin, right? Yeah, Yeah, baby. But uh, nobody's taking like the most refreshing. Uh, you know, juice beverage, if you will, right. and turn that into a an alcoholic drink that I'm aware of. I, there's got to be somebody out there somewhere that's done it. But I mean, mimosas, but not like again. That's not, champagne with orange juice. Right. Though. So the orange juice is never the alcohol, and maybe it's because it's awful. <laughs> it's entirely likely, but that didn't stop you know people from making beer. <laughs> this is true. Well, so I was fascinated. So, you know, like when I go to this site to see like what today is, um, sometimes I pick the things that, you know, just like resonate because I'm like, yeah. And sometimes I'm like, this is ridiculous. And so I was very curious about Orange Wine Day and the fact that um, it is, again, not made from oranges. It is actually... um, Wine made from white grapes that are fermented with their skins on. Okay. So, yeah. So I'm like, isn't that rosé? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't that be a pink wine for pink wine day? Or like it's like peach colored, right? Yeah. Yeah. So these are questions. So if we have any listeners out there that actually know about these kinds of things, we would love to hear from you because orange wine, peach wine, rosé, having the skins on, um, it's it's apparently the technical term for this wine style is called skin contact wine because of the technique. So, and weirdly, I you know how things you can be biased and how they taste uh, based on how they look. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I wouldn't be attracted to orange wine. I think I would. Really? Yeah, because like I said, I li- I love orange juice. So if I see like an orange beverage, I'm automatically thinking this is going to be citrusy and fun. Now, popsicle. What's your popsicle flavor? If you have the 
green, purple, red, and orange. Green? Is green? Isn't green usually in a popsicle? Uh, do, uh, maybe that's a lime. purple? Yeah. Yeah. So usually um, there's... Yeah, no, I would pick orange 100% out of all You those. and my brother, Peter, I think you are the same person. <laughs> your musical taste is very similar. Your movie tastes, like your beverage choices, and now apparently your popsicle choices. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Going to have to get you two together to go play uh, bowling. I don't think you play bowling. I think you go bowling. Anyway, um, okay. The last holiday that I want to talk about today... This one, I, I am completely I, stunned by. Transfer money to your daughter day. <laughs> Which, did you come up with this? <laughs> no. And I, 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 if you think that I'm not sending this to my mom, however, uh, you are, I'm the only daughter and I am 100% sending it to her. No, apparently this is a real, air quotes, holiday. Now. It goes to show you that anybody can make a holiday, uh, but apparently it says, daughters, mark your calendars. October 6th is National Transfer Money to Your Daughter Day. You read that right. An entire day devoted to daughters getting some extra pocket money from their parents. And what a great day it is to be a daughter. I'm like, and then it goes into this whole thing about the history of um banks and wire transfers and ATMs and Zelle and all of the different ways that you can transfer money. I'm like, it doesn't say who started this holiday. I feel like it was- Some daughter. Some daughter in banking. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Well, maybe that just some daughter that needed money, I think. (laughs) It wouldn't necessarily have been in baking. That's true. I mean, and I will say that at this this site that I look at, at the top on the banner, it says, got an idea for a holiday? Send it to us. (laughs) Oh, okay. Like, I mean. So definitely. Right? Yeah. Some daughter that needed a hard up for cash that day said, you know what? This is transfer money to your daughter day, dad. I mean, you got to appreciate the ingenuity. Uh, did you ever see the movie Reality Bites? Yes. Okay. So remember the uh, Winona Ryder character and how mm-hmm. the way she uh, was making money is she was pumping gas for people on her dad's gas card, and then she would take the cash. You know, I don't remember that, but wow. Yeah. <laughs> she like she had been cut off like from all these credit cards except for her dad's gas card, and uh-huh. so- she was like pumping gas for people Dad's and taking like, the cash. Dang, she goes through a lot of gas. Right. Got to get her a hybrid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this was before hybrids. But um, I was like, well, that's one way to to work the system. There you go. Got to appreciate daughters. Um, okay. So those are the ridiculous holidays. That's all I got. <laughs> well, uh, enjoy some orange wine while you... Delete those emails. Yep. And uh, if you're feeling like you're short on cash, then you can whine to your parents and uh, get a transfer into your account, ladies. So, um, okay. When we come back, we will talk about this week's topic and we'll see if you had any regrets from last week's show. That's right. And this week's topic is what's in the fridge. And I'm guessing it's not orange wine for you, (laughs) but we will find out what it is. We will. Keep listening. We'll be right back. Stacy Connects. It's not just my business. It's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. 
Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Interested in learning something new? Meeting someone new? Find out things that we have in common? Well, of course you are. You're a human being. So let's get intentional about it. Join me, J.D.K. Winnikin, every week and get all of that in less than an hour. I'm a writer, a historian, a social commentator, and my show is all about you. Really, that's what it's called. This show is all about you. Get my perspectives on the week's news and hear fascinating guests whose stories will inspire and move you. My show is all about giving you something that connects us. Join me Mondays on Kixie 880 at 3 p.m. or download it as a podcast. Can't get enough of Stacy and Eric? Then be sure and check out Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller wherever you find podcasts. Stacy chats with guests about a variety of topics, hoping to make a connection through conversation. Don't ask me to talk. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacy and. Eric. Or damped, if you're nasty. <laughs> nice. <laughs> D-M-T-T. Or wouldn't it be like Ms. Damped, if you're nasty? Uh, let's not <laughs> let's not drill down too, okay, too much right, on okay. the if you're nasty. It's I like just, that. I like just that. Just a Janet Jackson reference from the <laughs> 80s for, again, uh, folks that are within either 10 years younger or 10 years older than us. You know? Yeah. So. You know, we like those uh, pop culture references. We do indeed. Yeah. So, uh, hey, our topic this week is what's in your fridge, which uh, if you listened to the show last week, I shared that um, one of the things that's in my mother's fridge is her holy water because she just right. did not know where to put it. And and again, like I get it, like religious things, uh, it's kind of hard to know where to put them, although my rosary beads are in a very nice lined case, not in the refrigerator. Now, I was raised Catholic, and we never had holy water at our home. So what what's the holy water for? Is this good for cleaning and cooking and drinking? And... <laughs> it's like break in case of an emergency. <laughs> right, because at church, you, you know, you, you bless yourself, you do the sign of the cross as you come into church and often as you leave if you mm-hmm. want. But I, we, we never, like, you know, bought a jug and brought it home. I so it's it's not a jug, thank you. It's not a growler of holy water. <laughs> well, what is it? I mean, it's like Pearl of Rossi. No, it's like a little. It's kind of a small, like plastic, almost like uh, like what you would have lotion in, like bottle that has a cross on it. I feel All like right, it was so like purchased a travel like, booze yeah, size thing. So sure. You would get that on a plane and kind of, of a, like I feel like it. It came from you know the Holy Land or from you know the Vatican gift shop or something. Did it? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know where she got it from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's gonna be uh, something that I, I find out because I'm heading to Rome in a couple of weeks, and so I'll go into the Vatican gift shop and I'll see if there's holy water. All right. And I'll bring you some so that you can keep it handy dandy in your fridge. I don't really know what the, I think she didn't I know. feel like if there is, that's the whole reason, you know, that Protestants exist. Because <laughs> Martin Luther walked in, saw bottled holy water for sale and said, no. <laughs> 
Maybe. Perhaps. But we're getting off topic. Yes. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, I don't know about you, but I feel like there are categories within a fridge. Mm-hmm. So there's things like, you know, the weird stuff that you have in your fridge, like the holy water. There is like the usual suspects, if you will, like, you know, your ketchup, your mayo, your mustard. Right, exactly. Um, Then there is the fresh foods. Mm -hmm. So your veggies and your fruits and that kind of thing. Eggs. Then there's the leftovers, which that's like a whole thing. Um, Then... There's like cheeses and meats, and then of course the freezer. Right. So, with that, what is the weird thing in your refrigerator? Boy, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't think that I have anything particularly weird, but I think people that weren't familiar with a you know a certain condiment might think it was weird. I have brown sauce. That uh, is, you know, very popular in England and Ireland, but really hard to find here. Okay. But uh, I found a store that carries brown sauce, and I got a couple bottles, and so um, I, I like that with my breakfast. So I, I have that, and maybe the weirdest thing is also an English thing. I've got um, some onions in mustard. <laughs> That's a condiment okay. from over there. And that was given to me as a gift, and I like it, but not enough to use it every week, so it's lasted for a long time. They're like pickled onions okay. in them, like a mustard sauce, which sounds not good, but it's surprisingly decent. But again, I just, I don't know what to do with it, aside Put from it on a hot dog. occasionally eat a spoonful. It, it just doesn't seem to have a hot dog. Because I feel it, like it's it not, seems like sauerkraut it, Yeah, it's not really like a smooth thing, though. You know, it's thick. It's okay. I don't, I'm not really describing it properly, I guess. But, yeah, that's probably the weirdest thing that I have. And aside from food that has spoiled and <laughs> I haven't gotten around to tossing out. So that's a whole conversation. That's a whole other category, expiration yeah. dates. Well, let's hear about your weird stuff, first of all. Um, then we'll talk about what's expired. <laughs> so I, I'm i sort of with you. I think that there's stuff that, to an outsider, they would like be like, why do you have pickled asparagus in your refrigerator? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hello, because we had a Bloody Mary bar, obviously. <laughs> um, and it's a really good alternative to crunchy celery, which is basically just crunchy water, in my opinion. So that's not really weird. It's just not, you know, everyday consumption kind right, of thing. Right, right. And then there's usually some something that somebody's made, like a, a pomegranate syrup or a something. It sounds like all we do is sit around and drink, but it is not, I promise. But it's like these mason jars that are filled with all these concoctions that it's like, oh, they'll stay forever. Mm. And they don't, by the way. Um, and then something starts to smell and it's like, oof. Um, and so again, that's not really weird. It's just not, you know, the kind of the normal, but I don't have any holy water. I, I have my cat's ashes in the cabinet next to my refrigerator. Okay. But that's not in the fridge. I know, but it's, it's adjacent. It's fridge adjacent. I I find that to be an odd place maybe to store those, but. Her name was Ginger and she's in the spice cabinet. Oh, see, this is going to lead to trouble. (laughs) 
You got to be very careful. <laughs> it, it's sealed. And it says ginger. If it's just marked a, ginger and it's, and it's in the spice cabinet. It's in an urn. Okay. <laughs> and it says ginger. And I didn't know where else to put ginger. And it was such a nice little urn. And I was like, well, this way I think about ginger far more often. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Another tangent. I'm not going to judge, but it just sounded <laughs> like you've got your cat named Ginger in a jar marked Ginger in your spice rack. And yeah. Yeah, there's that, no that mistaking. Was trouble. There is no mistaking this for regular Actual ginger. ginger. Yes. Fair enough. So Fair enough. I, I am I'm odd, but not cruel. <laughs> um okay, so so as I'm thinking about it, and I even did like a look in my refrigerator, and I don't feel like there was a great representation because with just three of us at home right now, it's been so much more weird in the past. Uh but I don't know, it's kind of boring and normal now. But expiration dates are a thing. Yeah. Do you go through your fridge occasionally and like do a deep dive? Not usually. Uh, just if something is spoiled, then, you know, I try and clean those out every so often. Like occasionally you'll end up with like a can of something that's way in the back and you don't even know that it's there. But then you see it and you go... I don't want to deal with this right now. It's right. going to stink up the garbage can. I got to wait till garbage day and then garbage day comes around and then you forget and it's still there like months after it should have been tossed. Yeah. So for instance, we have a open can of coconut milk that probably wouldn't get used at this point, but especially because I know when I take the lid off it, it's going to be furry. <laughs> so that needs to be tossed. But again... Like I don't want just, to toss it out yeah, now. Yeah, it's so. just opening a can of literal worms. Yes. Um, I will say- Hopefully when, there's not worms. In there. Well, yeah, I mean, you know. Mold, I, probably. I will say that it is very satisfying when I go to visit my mother because I go through her fridge and it's almost like a sport mm. to see how old the expiration dates are. And she's always like, it's fine. And I'm like, is it though? Like some of these things, it's like back in like the 20 teens and- I feel like uh, depending on what it is, though. Yeah. I mean, it like if it's like ketchup or whatever, that's never going to expire. You use it until it's gone. Well, yes. But you know, if it's coconut milk, <laughs> you get gonna... a short window. Yeah. Get rid of that. Right. Exactly. If it's open, if it's it's still in a sealed can, then that's a it's fine. Thing. Yeah. Expiration dates are an interesting thing because people have different views on that. Like, oh, it's good a little bit past the date or, you know, whatever it is. But food that has expired cheeses, that's brutal. Like, they really stink up the place. Yeah, but, you know, cheese can often last well beyond the expiration date if it's sealed. Yes. Um, but if it's open, then, yeah, it can certainly be bad even well before the expiration oh date. Gosh. And you just got to have to eyeball it and smell it and if it's not good then it's blue cheese yeah well <laughs> there you go <laughs> some cheeses are meant to be not good apparently uh, you know sticky cheeses it's yes. a whole thing it's a whole genre it is um now are you a hot sauce person i'm not uh, really a hot sauce person um we're not really either but i know in some people's fridge like i'll open the fridge looking for something and they have a selection that is crazy of hot sauces but 
isn't aren't hot sauces meant to be kept in the cabinet rather than the fridge? Okay, so this is another conversation. Because we salsa we've got in the fridge, but the hot sauce we keep in the cabinet. Some things I think people default to. Oh, it must have to go in the fridge, right? If it's like if it's like the chihula uh, or whatever it's called. Um, see, I don't even know the names of them. Um, sriracha, mm-hmm. um, Frank's hot. I think it's like once it's open. You know, refrigerate after opening, but not all of them say it. Right. But I think people default to the fridge because it feels like that is open condiment. Maybe it's central. too spicy. They're trying to cool it down. Maybe. <laughs> I wow. I don't know, but uh, we keep our hot sauces in the cabinet, and they seem to be fine for years. What about so. syrup? Where do you keep syrup? I uh, depending on the type of syrup, maple syrup. I've got a jug in the fridge because that goes bad if you leave it out. But uh, we've had other non-maple syrups that have right, like lasted in the cabinet for a while. Got it. Okay. Uh, what about peanut butter? Peanut butter, I usually get the kind that's uh, au naturel, if you will. I like it if it's just peanuts, really. Um, so keep that in the fridge. Then it keeps it nice and thick, and it's not a bunch of oil spilling out when you're having it. But, um, you know, if it's the... Processed stuff with mixed in my gif goes in the cabinet. Then it just goes in the cabinet. (laughs) Sure, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting to see, uh, you know, different. It feels like this very much shows how you were raised. Like your refrigerator is is such a reflection of how you were raised, how your partner was raised, like the things that are in it, Mm -hmm. where you put them. Uh, the brands that you buy, like, you know, are you a name brand person or, you know, are you a store brand person? Like, I will not buy another. I will only buy Heinz ketchup. I'm not a Hunt's ketchup or off brand ketchup person. Hmm. So, like, I feel like there could be a whole psychoanalysis about a person based on their fridge contents. Yeah. I mean, you've never really thought about this this much, have you? I haven't, but you know, for for me, it's just you know whatever ketchup is uh, on sale when I need ketchup. See, you sound like my husband, and he learned early on that I was like, mm, you can buy that, but you're not saving money because now you're going to have to buy Heinz because you just won't have another ketchup. Apparently, well, I'm okay. Sometimes I'm a princess, Eric. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It doesn't happen often. I'm sure it's good ketchup, but I just I I haven't found that there's much difference between ketchup brands. There's not. However, <laughs> my childhood dog was named Heinz. So Oh, that's right. That's right. So Heinz. It's a it's a thing. You know, the dog that my dad sent to a farm in New Jersey. Whatever, it's fine. Well, um, my recommendation would be then when Heinz goes on sale, you buy two or three bottles and put those in the cabinet because again it lasts forever. And uh, then you're not stuck uh, in a catch-up crisis. <laughs> right. Okay. So now this leads to another question. I feel like I'm just like, I'm barraging you with questions. But um, do you subscribe to the air and the spare philosophy of grocery shopping? So when I was growing up, my mom, she's very organized. And on the side of the fridge, she had the grocery list. So let's say I used the last of the ketchup. Mm-hmm. Then you tossed it. You went into the pantry. You got 
the new one, put it in the fridge, and then you had to write on the grocery list. So there was always like the one that you were using and the spare. So we called it the air and the spare approach. That's that's very organized. That's clever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I should do that. There was like but always the staples, but you don't. I don't do that. <laughs> no. Like I said, if I see something on sale that I use, then I stock up on it. And then we usually have it until it's on sale again, and then I stock up on it, and then we have it until it's on sale again, and I stock up on it. It's a perpetual cycle, but it seems to work. Yeah, I mean, it, hey, it works. Okay. Now, um, veggies and um, fruits. So are you, some people are fresh, some people are frozen, some people are canned. Uh, all of the above for me, but I got to say it's super frustrating how fast fresh vegetables go bad because um, I, I really am trying to put more fruit and vegetables into my life. But you forget about something for three, four days and then you go to go, oh, that's right. I've got salad in there I got to have. And then it's all slimy. Ah, oh, that's the worst. Well, you have to open up. So if you Buy your produce and you put it in one of the bags Mm -hmm. and then you tie it because you don't want it to go all all over the grocery cart. Open up the bag and let it breathe because it's more likely to get slimy faster if you if there's like condensation and whatever. Um, And you can put these little pads on the bottom of the crisper part of your refrigerator. I've got those. So that kind of helps, too. But I am with you on the veggies going bad thing. Um, Somebody figures out a solution to keep fresh vegetables and fresh fruit uh, uh, longer, it, it, even in the fridge, you know, uh, then they're going to be a gazillionaire because that's what we're all desperate for. I life. will share this, actually. Speaking of weird stuff, you will find carrots in water in my refrigerator. Okay. So typically this baby carrots. Is a life carrots. hack or just Yeah, a, this is kind a of a quirk. life hack. So um, when I was a kid- we always had carrot sticks growing up. It was mm-hmm. like our easy snack vegetable. They're sweet, you know, whatever. So my mom would keep them in water. And so then baby carrots became the craze. And so it's so much easier than having to actually make the carrot sticks. Sure. So I rinse my baby carrots and I throw them in like a tall Tupperware container filled with water. And so you know how your baby carrots go white and they're kind of like... um. I don't know. They look like itchy and tired winter <laughs> skin uh, and they can get soft and whatever. This uh-huh. keeps your carrots for much longer. They're beautiful, bright orange. They don't get that white bloom on them and they stay crisp and sweet. That's interesting. Yep. Life hack for me. Oddly enough, I also have some <laughs> carrot life hacks <laughs> <laughs> that I found like, first of all, uh, I don't know why, but I always used to buy the the uh, supermarket suggestion of two pounds of carrots in a bag mm-hmm. or five pounds of carrots in a bag because it was on sale. And then they would go funky and I would waste like half of those. Suddenly it hit me that, hey, the loose carrots for sale are the same price uh-huh. as the carrots in the bag. And I don't have to buy two pounds. I could just buy a half pound if I want to. And bam, I'm, I'm going to use them up before they go bad. See? Another thing, though, is sometimes I don't use those up. 
And I found out recently that if you grill carrots, they're fantastic. Oh, grilled carrots? Yes. So good. Which I never thought about doing till this summer. And I said, what the hell? We're going to grill these carrots and, you know, cover them with some olive oil and some sea salt and chili lime pepper. And it was so good that now I'm craving those... uh, Smoked carrots again, the grilled carrots. They're so good. And the, the carrots that were closer to death, let's put it yeah. that way, yeah. a little long in the tooth, were perfect for grilling because they were softer and they just absorbed the the charcoal flavor better. And yeah, perfect. Love that. See, look at that. The other thing you can do is you can throw them in and make a vegetable broth. Good idea. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter because you strain all the stuff out anyway. So just throw in all of your stuff. If you're going to have, let's say you pick up a rotisserie chicken and you've got some sad looking carrots or whatever it yeah. is, throw it all in. You could do a chicken broth or a veggie broth or whatever. And kind of related to the carrots, one thing, I can't believe I'm in my 40s when I figure this out. You know, it's stuff that I, I'm guessing that probably a lot of nine-year-olds know. But for whatever reason, <laughs> I always bought sliced mushrooms in the, uh, you know, the styrofoam container with the plastic over the top because it's easy. They're ready to go. And then it would turn to like a putrid ammonia disgusting thing in your fridge, a little bomb waiting to disgust you. And then I figured out, hey, if you buy the loose uh, (laughs) mushrooms and put them in a paper bag, they last so much longer and you'll actually get a chance to use them. So. Right. And a a mushroom that's filled with, uh, I know you're not much of a fish eater, but taking smoked salmon and putting that in a mushroom cap, a little mushroom cap with a little bit of like line the mushroom cap with some lemon juice, throw in some of the smoked salmon, then put some more lemon and a caper. Oh, it's delicious. I'll take your word for it. Look at us talking about orange foods all day today. <laughs> I am with you on the veggie thing. The uh, Definitely the carrots and water or grill them. Love that. Uh, what about your freezer section? What's in the freezer section? <laughs> Everything. Because, <laughs> again, I buy stuff when it's on sale. And then I, you know, it's like, oh, our, we're not going to be able to use it this week. So stuff that in the freezer and then use it later. So are you good um, at rotating your stock, though? I I would like to be better at that because I know I've got some stuff in there that's a few years old. But sometimes there you get something and you go, this is going to be great. And then you try it and then it's like, ah, this isn't great. But you don't know what to do with it. And then it just sits in the freezer. Like I've got some haddock in, in the freezer that had like a sauce on it that I wasn't crazy about. But I didn't want to throw it away. Right. Uh, so it's just sat in the freezer for years now and uh, at some point i'm just gonna have to throw it away but i haven't got to that point yet well yeah uh so my husband his grandfather worked in the the grocery industry or something Mm -hmm. and so he apparently it must be genetic because you know a deal sounds like with you it's like oh look i got two giant you know cans of olive oil and you know Whatever. So he will go to the grocery store and he will take advantage of all of these sales and these deals, which is great. God love him. And this stuff will sometimes make it. We have an outdoor refrigerator or one in our garage, I should say. And so overflow meats end up out there. 
you know, where we never look. And so there are meats in there that I feel like every week I am going through the freezer and I'm low-key on trash day. Like, I don't think he'll miss this chicken from 2017 (laughs) and getting rid of it. Because in theory, like, it would be fine because it was frozen and, you know, whatever. But it just feels like having something that's not even from the same decade that I'm in, (laughs) I'm struggling with it. So... One thing is if it's like something that's ground that's in a sealed package, that's going to last a really long time. But if it is just like styrofoam covered with like plastic wrap, that is going to get that freezer burn Mm -hmm. and you're not going to enjoy it anyway. So you you made the right choice. See, look at that. Uh, And then the last thing that I will share, uh, another hack, especially for those of you that have younger children or maybe preteens or teens, Keep your vodka in the freezer because vodka does not freeze. And so when your teens think that, and don't tell the teens why you're doing this, just say, oh, it's better when it's in the freezer. And then if they try to replace the vodka with water and the water freezes, you know that they've been in the vodka. There you go. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a, a hack that I learned early on. So there you go. My freezer full of Vodka, popsicles, and meats that I'm trying to get rid of. <laughs> I've got plenty that I need to get rid of, too. There you go. All right. Well, it is good to know what's in your fridge, Eric. Yeah, we got a Marie Kondo our yeah. fridges, I think. I think we do. <laughs> if it brings joy, otherwise, out of here. That's right. All right. Well, uh, speaking of food and uh, such. But fresh, good, delicious food. Of course, because we're talking to Vance Dinkfelder from Dinkfelder's Delicatessen and Nourish Catering. Keep listening. We'll be right back. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects. It's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Don't ask me to talk. Hey, welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. It is the segment that we all have come to know and love. That's right. It's What Are We Eating with the Lord of the Sandwich, the Prince of Pastrami, the King of Kanish, the dude at the deli. That's right. Vance Dingfelder from Dingfelder's Deli on the line now. Good afternoon, sir. It's a beautiful week. It's, thank goodness, it's the, the high holidays are over. The fasting is done. I broke the fast with our amazing, which is what we're going to eat tonight. Because <laughs> who doesn't like, are you ready for this, Stace? Yeah. Crumb cake. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Last week it was honey cake and now crumb cake? Crumb cake. Like okay. Entenmann's? Like, 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 you know what? Entenmann's inspired, but better. Okay. <sighs> Yeah, you remember? Do you remember Drake's 
cakes? Oh, yes. They're so cinnamon. Remember those little round crumb cakes? Yes. Okay. Okay, that is, I got to tell you, okay, we got it. We nailed it. And (gasps) the best part about it is the crumbs are just as thick as the cake. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. I I love that you went from my Entenmann's, which is a childhood classic for me, uh, but to the Drake's cakes, which were like so cake. yeah, and they're so like little round, very cinnamony, um, like very I hate I hate the word, but it's it's appropriate, very moist and cinnamony. <laughs> And, like, so good. I can't believe you've perfected this. Yes, I got it. And we nailed it. And I did it. Ready for this? So we're doing, we we, we were doing the break the fast for Temple B'nai Torah in Bellevue. Okay. Right? And they asked for cinnamon cake. And I'm like, cinnamon cake? I'm not making cinnamon cake. I'm making crumb cake. And I, so... We put together this amazing recipe, sour cream crumb cake. It is it is just, you know how it's moist that it like, you know, it kind of all goes together in your mouth. But the crumb, the crumb, Stacey, is oh like, gosh. you know, I personally just like the crumb, right? I think that's what it is. Well, I mean, the cake part is merely a vessel to hold the crumb. Yeah, you know what? I agree. Although that the crumb of the cake, the crumb of the cake, yeah, is definitely, definitely um, important because it's not as it's not as dry as a regular cake. It's, it has much more. The sour cream mm-hmm. brings something to it that oh, just, yeah. is, I think is really changes the whole thing and. It was, we nailed it. And I, I was so excited. I can't wait to, you know, I can't wait to serve it in the deli, frankly. Oh. Now, how would that pair with orange wine, which we were talking about earlier in the episode, which uh, we learned is not wine made from oranges. No, rather it no. is uh, wine that is made with uh, the skin left on. Right, right. Right, so they're leaving the skin. So, so have you ever heard of Amarone? Yeah, isn't it a liqueur? No, it's it's a wine. Oh, okay. It's like a wine, but they, it's made from dried grapes. So it's pretty heavy. It's a, it's an Italian thing. Okay. Pretty hairy, heavy, syrupy kind of. You know, thick. Okay. You know, and you know, I think the whole orange thing is. You know, I haven't had one. It's made me go, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, right? Um, you know, yeah. Interesting. It's just, it's kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's some really good ones out there. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, but, I, I, you know, what did you think? Did you drink any? No. So every week when we talk about these uh, random, as we call them, high holidays, with a Z, of course, um, you know, we sort of pick per the the show opener things that are both ridiculous and sublime. And this week, 
it uh, I learned that it is National Orange Wine Day. And so we were having a discussion about orange wine. What is it? Would it be good? Would it be refreshing? What what liquors are out there that are actually derived from orange? And are they oh. actually derived from orange or are they orange flavored? Now, have you ever had, aha, uh-huh. so there, I'm, I'm, I have to go here, but <laughs> there is, there's, there's an Israeli liqueur, Israeli, that's called Sabra. Okay. And it is, you know, it's, it was, it's been made for like 50, 60 years, it's old, mm-hmm. but it's chocolate and orange. Ooh, this sounds and, good. And it's a liqueur, and it's so good. Imagine, like, yeah, it's, 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 but I've seen um, chocolate and amaretto, but chocolate, chocolate orange happens to be one of my favorite combinations. I don't know if you remember Baskin Robbins had a flavor called chocolate mandarin sherbet. And it was this, this really gelato kind of, deep, dark chocolate with orange zest or something in yeah, it. Yeah, or probably so really, rind or something. A really prominent orange flavor, you know. But, the, you know, I mean, listen, orange, you know, orange, you glad you bought some olive Stacy cream cheese? <laughs> <laughs> to go with my, to go with my crumb cake? Yes. Now there's a segue. You gotta go with the crumb cake. <laughs> I, I'm... So there's another question. Do you powder sugar the crumb cake, or do you leave it empty? Well, I mean, shoot, you powder sugar it. I would think. I mean, I would think I do because it's like it's zhuzhing it up. You know, you know, I have a problem with powdered sugar though. Well, what is the problem? It's got cornstarch in it. Oh, really? Yes, Miss Cookie. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yes, yes, it's got. The, you, 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 what do you think the ten X means? Um, ten times finer than regular. Sounds good. I'll go with it. Why not? I mean, that's what that I... should be. That should be a question for next week. That should be a question because what I, I literally, 10X? I thought that that's what it meant. I thought it was like ten it, times. It sifted ten times finer than uh, powdered sugar, regulated sugar. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Sure I'm, about that? No, sure about no. So now I'm going to have to look this up. Now I will say I do not like a gross amount of uh, powdered sugar. I like a a fine sprinkle, like a, a, a light dusting. Right. <laughs> exactly. So that you can still see the brown of the crumb. Absolutely. Did you pick off the big crumbs of the Entenmann's cake? Um. I cannot tell a lie. You can never, 100%. No, you can't admit it. You can't admit it. Yes, I did. How about this? Did you take the icing off of the golden iced cake? No. But it did sometimes you, stuck to the top. Did you ever take the icing? See what I would, the blackout cake. I would take the icing off the blackout cake. See. And my parents would get so mad. I like Put it in the refrigerator. And I, the icing would just come off. And it was the best part. I liked the cake that had the, um, I can't remember if it was devil food cake or if it was the, it had the white icing with the yes, brown the stripe through it. Cake yeah. And the crumb and the crumbs. It had like the little crumbs <sighs> from, the, from the cake on top of it. How about, how about the coffee ring? Did you take the pecans off the 
Yes, same way that I took the um, the raisins or the pecans rather out of the little those. Okay, so going back to your your cinnamon coffee cake here, um, I I do like the little cinnamon pinwheel type things, but I don't like it with the nuts. Okay, okay. So if you could work on that, that'd be great. The cinnamon pinwheel things without nuts. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, we got to do a strudel. I want to do an apple cake, right? Yep. Because um, I, I really love apple cake, and we live in apple country, you know? Yes. So, yeah, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Dingfelder's Ding is, like, going now, like, Delhi and beyond. Hey, Zabar started as a deli. Yeah. What's not to say? Why can't we rival New York? I, huh? Hey, I. You know, there's enough people coming here to work for Amazon and Google and you know Facebook and of course Boeing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Warehouser because Warehouser brings the New Yorkers in if anything does. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? But there's people now that are here that know, and they want the goods. So why shouldn't we give them the goods? I, I'm down with it. I'm I'm very down with it. So uh, I, I I want you to can I get you guys to, to put your picture on the wall as a villain? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll we'll take caricatures or the real deal. One of those signed, like a signed. I put you right next to Seinfeld. There you go. <laughs> I, I has, lo- has Seinfeld been to Dingfelder's? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but, we got to make that happen. But we have. Hey, you've got Rick once, Riz. Let's get the cast. Let's get the cast from Seinfeld. Once you start doing Dingfeld. the coffee, we'll get them in here for one of the uh, comedians in cars drinking coffee. Yes, so there you go. But it yeah. has to be Lavazza. Have you noticed that? Yes. Lavazza is a sponsor. And what they did, I mean, it's got to be. Because they go into places that don't serve Lovatsa, but they're they're showing Lovatsa being bored. Well, I mean, that's... You know, Jerry's Jerry's good at that stuff. He knows how to make money. Oh, yeah, totally. All right, so uh, so that was like a perfect segue. We started with um, our coffee cake um, after breaking the fast, and now we uh, had a little bit of orange wine that led us to coffee and Seinfeld and eventually a picture of Eric and me up on the wall at the deli. Well, thank you, sir. And as always, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Have a great, uh, have a great night enjoying breaking. Well, uh, you broke the fast, but gonna... now you're like, now that it's broken. I'm breaking. I'm breaking. I'm, <laughs> I'm going, we're going out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. So, it's time, you know, I mean, I, I, I hope I got put down in the book of life for another year. You hey, know. you know, so if you want to go big, go to Dingfelder's. That's right. Turn That's Yom Kippur into Yum Kipper. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. Look at Eric. There you go. Have a good night, you guys. Thanks. Thanks so much, fans. Take care. It's always such a roller coaster. Yes. Chatting with him. Uh, and, and now I desperately want some cake. Have you ever had the Drake's coffee cake? I haven't. It is 
delicious. I, it may Drake's only may be an East Coast thing. Now, this doesn't seem like something you would enjoy because you don't like hot beverages. And that, again, made to be paired with a hot beverage. But this is more of a cake. Again. (laughs) (laughs) They call it coffee cake for a reason. Yeah, but details, details. Semantics. So, um, okay, another another very circuitous conversation uh, that basically just left us hungry. Uh, remember, you can always go to dingfelders.com or nourishcatering.com to learn more about Vance, the deli, and also the catering arm of his business. Uh, however, now it's time to figure out what we're going to talk about next week. Let's find out. Ooh. This will be a fun one. Yeah. Dream trip. Ooh. All right. I love it. So start dreaming, man. All right. I think we could both come up with some pretty awesome destinations for a dream trip. I totally know. The way to do it. So Perfect. All right. Yeah. So have a great week, everybody. And uh, happy, happy Orange Wine Day. Happy Zero Inbox Day. Just happy day. (laughs) 